Hello and welcome to Mise on Smash, the only podcast where we break the story of the Smash Brothers cinematic universe one game at a time. I'm your co-host, Pete Simmons-Hayes. And I'm your other co-host, Simon lewis Pete, what are the vibes tonight, man? <laughs> the vibes are electric, man. We're talking yeah. about Peach. Yeah, we're talking about Peach and it's all about vibes today. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, in the Super Princess Peach game, the setting of the entire game is called Vibe Island. It's about, which... takes place on Vibe Island and she's got a vibe scepter and you can control her vibes. It's just, it's all about those sweet vibes. It, finally, it's a game for Gen Z. Princess Peach is one of the most iconic characters in, in all of gaming. Not only is she the most central heroine of the Super Mario universe. She's Nintendo's biggest female character, like, at all. She's a pillar for female representation in an often underrepresented industry. When you think of video games and parodying video games, like, the first thought that comes to mind is saving the princess. And Peach is to thank for that. The entire trope is really hers to own. But... To me, I feel like we can dig deeper than that. Well, who is Peach as a character? Because she isn't always being captured. You know, she plays tennis. She plays golf. She has a whole kingdom to run. She is the matriarch of the Mushroom Kingdom. And that holds a lot of responsibility. Yeah, and, and with the exception of, I mean, Super Mario Bros. 3 kind of establishes that there's maybe a king of the Mar- of the Mushroom Kingdom. but then- He's a fucking puppet. Right, but he's a puppet because in every installment after that, there's no king anywhere to be seen. Princess Peach, despite being a princess, is the sole leader of this entire kingdom that has like presumably immense geopolitical power in, in the mushroom mushroom world, you know? Where do you think she puts her budget? Do you think it's to the, to the Toad military or do you think like they have like free health care? There's not much evidence of like a big Toad military industrial complex, but but like... I don't know. It's like it has like the Mushroom Kingdom feels, despite being a monarchy, feels like a pretty socialist communist utopia where the toads are all on pretty equal footing and all have pretty good. They're sharing the wealth. You know, they have yeah. pretty good quality of life. I've never um, seen a toad mansion. They all have the same hut. Right. Well, despite that, Luigi has a mansion. So there is something to be said about how maybe non-toads have a higher you know, Mario and Luigi being non-toads appear to be given uh, greater access to certain rights than the toads. That's fucked up. So maybe That's there's a conversation up. to be had about that. I don't know. Like, we have to figure out where on the political spectrum Peach falls. She is a monarchist, for sure. But it's 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 hard to tell where her actual uh, ideologies lie beyond that. So, Simon, I have not played Super Princess Peach, but you have. What What is the game like? Is it fun? Um... It is fun. In fact, I mean, so I had uh, Super Princess Peach on the DS, and it was one of the early Mario games that I played. I had a Game Boy Advance, but I didn't have a lot of Mario platformers on it. Besides New Super Mario Bros. on the DS, Super Princess Peach might be the second Mario platformer I played. And I always thought it was fun, if not a little frustrating in its control scheme. Um, But beyond that, it's also, I mean, it's a huge benchmark game in that it is Princess Peach's debut as the sole protagonist of the game. It's the the only game that Nintendo has released where the only character you can play as is Princess Peach. Peach has been playable before in Super Mario Bros. 2 um, and, of course, Super Smash Bros., but Super Princess Peach is, you know, solely her game. That being said, it's also a game that, in my opinion, is pretty interwoven with its misogyny and how it deals with having Peach as the protagonist and that the the sort of core concept of the game is that Peach is a character who is not fully in control of her emotions and you are able to sort of control her emotions in a way that like affects the environments around her and she's like she's basically got four central emotions and regardless of which of the four you pick both all of all of them are so extreme that she just wreaks havoc. Um, so, <laughs> so wow. that, I mean, I'm not sure if Nintendo ever thought of that as being explicitly misogynistic, but I think there is some implicit misogyny there in the concept. Um, that well, being said, it is still yeah. a pretty fun game. 
Do you think as a character, Peach comes out more in this game or is she kind of consistent throughout her appearances and everything? Um, I mean, actually some of the, some of the more defining aspects of Peach made their debut in this game, including Perry, her umbrella sidekick, who is of course, of course featured in, in Super Smash Brothers as, as sort of her, she gets to float down. Perry made his de- debut here. Um, and I think also the her final smash in Smash Brothers, where she like the peaches fall, and I think that is actually inspired by the calm the calm vibe of the game. Um, so it actually like you know it's that's that's what's weird about it is that Super Princess Peach like I don't think it sold super well like it's a pretty forgettable game, but it actually did a, a fair amount in terms of defining her character. So it hasn't gotten its time in the sun, is what you're saying. Right. It hasn't gotten its time in the, in, in, in the sun. No. Well, I think that's about to change with this writer that we're about to introduce. He's who uh, we, we have had on the list for a while, and we're, we're so excited to have them. Right. In, um, fact, in fact, Aaron was one of, like, the first, like, outside of our first five guests, Aaron was the sixth guest we contacted. So this, this one has been in the running, like, for a while, just, like, scheduling and stuff got in the way. And so finally, here we are. Very funny. Let's introduce Aaron. Choose your character. Aaron Dugan is a New York-based comedian, actor, writer, and generally chill guy to hang out with. They graduated from NYU in 2020 with a BFA in drama and minors in film and history. Right now, you can catch Aaron working at the famous Joe and the Juice while she tries to book and make it big in an industry that doesn't quite get her. They also host the Stone Street Comedy Hour every month for Stone Street Studios. Here's Aaron. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, Aaron. Welcome to the cast. I just want to say that, I, I mean, I know we've only just begun, but this is the most fun I've had in weeks. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. That's Everyone so says that. I, I have no idea if it's because we do a good job or just because no one no one gets to do anything anymore. And this is the only thing. Mise on Smash is the most fun venue of 2021, Pete. Like, I guess we're, it's we're where it's at. It, like every week. We are throwing a party. It's the like, new we are China Chalet. All right, everyone's coming. <laughs> we have the most like exclusive waiting list. Like people are just begging to come on here and have a good time with us. Exactly. Aaron, have you ever played Super Princess Peach? Yes, I played it on, I believe that I got that game and my brothers got uh, boy games. Um, I think I think it was the Cars video game that they got, but I got the Princess Peach um, Nintendo DS game. Played the hell of it. I had both Super Princess Peach and the Cars video game, and I'm just gonna go on the record and say you got the way better game in that deal. Like the the Cars video game on D- if you're talking about the DS one, that game fucking sucked. Good. That makes me feel better actually. Yeah, it was a collection of like really bad and poorly put together mini games. Um, okay, but they're kind of, I, they could have been great. Just to talk about Cars for a second, I just watched Cars 2 last night, which is a weird coincidence, but oh. it could have been really fun. Just the idea of cars that control themselves as an intense racing game could but have the been. the DS game sucks. The DS game sucks. But what we're hearing, Aaron, is that you're perhaps the resident Peach expert. I mean, I might just be. Yeah, I think I, I beat the game. I don't think I ever beat the game, so that's that's an accomplishment there. I remember there was one part that um, I just couldn't get past, and I tried for, like, days to get past it, and it turned out I had to make her cry. The, Sometimes game, you need a yeah. good cry to get to the next level of whatever it is you're trying to reach. So. This game is all about making Peach cry, which feels so wrong to me, but... You know, I guess sometimes you do need a good cry. That is weird. Have you ever seen Mario cry? Like, have a, like, really cry? I mean, doesn't he go like, oh, ho, 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 at the end of, um, when he like, dies. the races and stuff? Yeah, I if he loses the race, he'll... All right, that counts. That counts. But we haven't seen him have pure grief. A pure, like, oh, catharsis yeah. like we've seen of Peach, which I is a shame. I want to see Midsommar starring Mario. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've seen Sephiroth stab him through the heart, and yet we have not seen Mario display <laughs> sadness as an emotion. Yeah, wait, in, in Midsummer starring Mario, would he be the boyfriend in that situation? And like Peach is like watching him burn, or would it be he's the king? Well, I think Mario's the one that we need to see an emotional breakthrough from. So I'd say Mario is the main character. Okay, that'd be fun. Good for her. Aaron, I'm really excited because in, in, in the last week, you've been really excited about this, this pitch. You excitedly messaged Pete and I a couple days ago saying you have so much lore prepared for, for this pitch. Uh, which is always a, a, a both an exciting concept and a, and a frightening concept, given that we are the ones who have to explain everything continuity-wise. Um, but it means mm-hmm. we, I imagine we, we have a good amount to talk about today. So I'm, I'm pumped. I will out myself as having listened to your to a lot of episodes of this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I really like it. It's like, I'm like, oh my, you know, it's just some, some of my friends just chatting and and breaking the story that's so exciting <laughs> oh man we love to hear that oh, oh shucks thanks aaron of course so you're cut shit out cut it out i'm just kidding so you're familiar <laughs> with with some of our our in-universe lore is what you're saying uh yeah but i didn't take any of it into consideration we have to go good <laughs> we have well, to backtrack yeah, which is not too bad because I, I mean, Peach has only so far in our universe. To, just to catch people up here, Peach has only appeared so far in Michael Oluokun's Super Mario Bros. And even in that, she played a pretty backseat role. So Peach is sort of wide open here. Nice. Did you do any research on Peach, or did you really just stem from uh, your experience playing the Super Princess Peach game? You know, I I browsed the Wikipedia a little bit especially the one of this game that's that's all the research that really needs to be done yeah honestly she's pretty under she's like donkey kong where you kind of see what you get Mm -hmm. um and 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 she's so ubiquitous in culture like fucking grimes was peach a week ago which like shoot oh to silence (laughs) to silence she was let's spend let's spend the entire episode talking about elon musk on snl i'm just kidding (laughs) let's not do that uh i'm gonna i'm gonna assume that in your film tv show whatever it is aaron that you're about to pitch to us grimes is not playing princess no but someone else is ah okay (laughs) then maybe we should get into it if I think we can jump into it, Pete. I'm ready to break the story. Break the story? Let's do it. Let's break the story. Break the story. Okay, so uh, in in this movie, uh, Peach is dating Mario. Uh, Logan Lerman plays Mario. And there is a huge controversy because some people are like really pissed that Logan isn't Italian because his his paternal grandfather, Max Lerman, was born in Berlin in 1927 to a Polish Jewish family. And they left Germany in the 1930s because of the Nazi regime and lived in Shanghai until the end of World War II. And there's a hashtag called hashtag say no to Lerman. But the no is actually in Italian, like an Italian no, but English and <laughs> Italian both use the word no. So it's hard to tell. And uh, People Magazine runs the headline, Perks of Being a Bigot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love- Any questions? I love when we get into the discourse around what the release of these movies is. We haven't really done it very much. Nathaniel just did a whole bunch of it last episode talking about Donkey Kong. But here we are, we're like, we're releasing now another movie that's causing a little bit of controversy. I think in modern times, it's just as important how the the movie's journey of coming to your eyes as the movie is itself. So I think this is important that there is this stir around it. Logan Logan Lerman, as of this episode, canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was at a Q&A he was doing once and my partner at the time told me that uh, his and my chemistry was electric. Um, wow. Yeah. Does um, that mean you're playing Peach? Uh, unfortunately, I did not cast myself in this. Although maybe I could play a small role. Honestly, yeah. no one has ever played 
no one has no writer has ever played <laughs> a character in a role yet. I, I think that'd be really fun if you were in it because you were, you are also an actor. I think I I think I'd play uh, a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little wink to the audience. <laughs> I'll be right. like your dinner. <laughs> Aaron's doing like an Alfred Hitchcock thing where they just show up for like a second and it, but it's like a big thing you know it's a huge thing <laughs> everyone in the in the audience goes crazy for it every time it's like Rocky Horror but just for that one minute right. how much does Lo- Logan Lerman how much does he look like Mario is he wearing a fat suit suit at all or is it just like him with a mustache he gains weight for the role so he did the work he, he did put the in work. the legwork fat Lerman all right so we have we have Lerman Mario where does it go from there? Okay, uh, so you got Mario, now you, you got Peach. Uh, Peach is played by Dove Cameron, because how could I not? She is the the queen of giving fantastic TV sitcom performances and just okay Broadway performances. And uh, also Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz was in the running, but Dove was more classically beautiful. Uh, so they I wanted guess, her. Was Dove Cameron in... Disney Channel's The Descendants, or was she in Cloak yes. and Dagger? Descendants. Was Descendants. she in Live and Maddie? I believe so. Or okay. someone who really looks like Dub Cameron. Because wasn't Dub Cameron on Jesse? I think she was like a Disney like person for all of it for a little yeah. bit. I get I'm sorry, I'm casting her in my movie and I don't even know my Dub Cameron lore. That's okay. It sounds like she's trying to reinvent herself a little bit with uh I get taking Dub on Cameron. film roles. I get Dove Cameron confused with Olivia Holt all the time, who I oh. don't know really who that is. Alrighty, so we got our stars. We've got our central okay. two. Central two. Um, Bowser is played by the the late Christopher Plummer, and <laughs> they do they that with the power of CGI they've taken this self tape for the film, um, which was the last thing he did before he died, um, and they're prepared to follow the entire script with it. The opening like name credits they do a visual gag where they they like bump out the the second m in his name and replace with a b so it says plumber uh, <laughs> oh which is ah. a reference to how mario the plumber <laughs> i see i get you i guess you how does um, he how does he play him uh seriously like really Completely really dry serious. okay so sort of like how um the driest performance he's All going right. for the oscar yeah yeah it's sort of like who's the butler from uh, Chris Nolan's Batman? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. When Michael Caine played Scrooge in Muppets, he treated it in like the Muppets Christmas Carol. He stated that he he treated it like it was the most important role of his life, and no one was Muppets, and they were all humans. That's what I'm Hell picturing yeah. right now. I love that so much. Okay, so we have the cast set out. Uh, not in, not completely, actually. Um, we have more okay. casts to get through here, Pete. There's, it's, I prom, okay, I'll get to this really quick. Um, okay, so Ben Stiller plays the psychopharmacologist, um, and I chose that so that they could perform the song from Next to Normal. Um, Elizabeth Moss plays Peach's mother, Prune, and uh, she's having sex with the director who is married. Um, oh. Luigi. The, wait, the character or the actress? Oh, Elizabeth Moss is fucking the director. Okay, okay. Who's, Who's the, the director? director? Is it Olivia Wilde? No, uh, no, it's uh, it's it's actually Josephine Decker's husband. Oh, okay. So we have a couple of Hollywood favors in the midst of how he got to helm Princess Super Princess Peach. Yeah. No talent, um, kids. No talents involved. It's really about just like being, you know, just being cool, just being someone to hang with. Two more. Uh, Luigi is played by the third Franco brother, Jeff Franco. <laughs> Perry the parasol is played by Margaret Cho whose character reflects her sex positive self uh, she talks openly about sex topics such as BDSM and at one point they just play the audio for Margaret Cho's historical literature video she also has powers like floatbrella which allows Peach to stay afloat for a few seconds and bowlbrella which allows her to sit in the umbrella like a bowl and float through water and Lastly, this takes place during COVID, but they take off their masks to have conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Our oh. first COVID movie. 
fascinating yeah. so you're saying you're saying like during action sequences and scenes where there is like no dialogue they're going to be masked up they take they... off their masks to fight okay so is, is are, are they only wearing masks on set or will there will there be filmed scenes that they have masks on basically they they'll walk i'm trying to get up and show you but i my headphones i had they they're the spring kind um <laughs> they'll walk into the room and <laughs> sit down rip off their mask and go hey <laughs> does peach have a you? custom mask or did, does she just wear like the surgical yes, mask yes it has else? a blue jewel on it <laughs> yes it's very nice it's very heavy <laughs> it's a very so heavy it always mask. slips off her nose and she's like oh oops and <laughs> oops it's very <laughs> she does it right that's adorable sometimes a movie even when you don't want it to be about something it's about something are there covid themes in this at all or is it just oh god i mean if if there are COVID themes in this. I think it just poured out of me when I was writing it. Um, That's fair. I don't think it's purposeful. You write what you know. And all we've known for the last year is this. It sounds oh, like to me, you bled on the page. You bled on the page. Oh, I did more than bleed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so basically, like the video game, Princess Peach discovers and utilizes the powers of her emotions, which on the lower Nintendo DS screens are joy, gloom, rage, and calm, allowing her to overcome obstacles with each individual's emotions powers to save Mario. But in this movie, on top of that, she's in constant pursuit of medical professionals trying to diagnose her with bipolar 2. So, you know, we start out on a day like any other day. Peach is in her bedroom watching Empa Chumberlin videos, who is a toadstool, who, who drinks a lot of coffee and, and, <laughs> and goes surf shopping. Peach is kind of tired of being a damsel and having to constantly be rescued by Mario. She hasn't really been interested in sex with Mario lately and she thinks it might be because of having to constantly do the damsel thing. And she, she goes for a walk with toadstool. Um, even though she would just prefer to listen to a podcast on her own. And uh, they walk around the area surrounding the Mushroom Kingdom castle and get some coffee. But when they come back, Mario and Luigi are gone. The toads are freaking out. They tell Peach that, that Bowser came and took Luigi, Mario and some toads. Everyone is freaking out, but a look of determination crosses Peach's face. So we cut to the psychopharmacologist played by Ben Stiller. He gets a call from Nami the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And usually, you know, usually it's the other way around. Like people are calling NAMI. So you're like, whoa, NAMI is calling someone? And uh, NAMI is like, doctor, our lines have run dry. Uh, nobody is calling the NAMI helpline because nobody has mental illness. You need to diagnose someone with bipolar soon or you're out of a job. Quick cut to uh, Peach doing a, a packing her bag montage to the sound of Claro's bags. Uh, she packs a bunch of pink dresses, a hairbrush, and uh, most importantly, her Margaret Cho parasol, who she accidentally catches masturbating, and they have a conversation about how masturbation is completely normal. How does the parasol masturbate? I also had, was going to have that question. Okay, so you know how it's like... Uh, you know how it, there's a, a, a curved tip at the end? Yeah. 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 It, it that that part extends. Oh. And, like only when and, a, only... and a, there's a secret place on an umbrella where a vagina opens up. <laughs> right. I think I, I think I found it once, but only once. And like the umbrella like opened up even more. It's hard to find. Right. Some men some men say it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. yeah, those men, those men are chumps. <laughs> Fuck those men! <laughs> now we know how an umbrella masturbates. Sorry to... No, that's an important to detail. She packs more hairbrushes. Uh, there's a visual gag where you see her slam down regular tampons and then reconsider off screen and slam down super tampons to cater to <laughs> the heavy flow audience. Um, and a, a toad comes in and is like, uh, aren't you going to pack a gun or a knife? And she's like, 
I don't need it. I've got these and brings out a stack of theatrical texts, the yellow wallpaper, a doll's house, Hedda Gabler, Portrait of Dora, Lady in the Dark, The Crucible, in the next room with the vibrator played by Sarah Rule. And she's like, I don't need guns. I have the full range of my feminine woman emotions, my female hysteria. And she takes a dart and throws it and the camera follows, the camera actually, actually follows the dart and, and it hits a, a dartboard with Sigmund Freud's face on it. Um, <laughs> and it, it goes like, boing, boing, boing. <laughs> um, it's at this time that we have a cameo from Andrew Reynolds as a gay flight attendant. Um, and he does a whole uh, a safety spiel with a fun gay spin. Oh, sorry, my Alexa's going off, wait. Okay, Aaron, it's time to start winding down for bed. <laughs> Let's rustle up some cleanliness. Okay, that's enough. Sorry. Gotta go to bed, Aaron. We have to. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to turn it off. Ah. Okay, Aaron, if you gotta go to bed. You gotta go to bed. It's fine. We <laughs> can do the podcast guys, tomorrow. This has been fun and shit, but I'm tired. When Alexa go. says bedtime, that means bedtime. <gasps> oh my goodness! Does Peach have an Alexa? Yes. Oh, she does. An Alexa is, and an Apple Watch. Is Peach a like? Is she a student of drama, or is or are these like are these books she's picked up like at the Strand and then never read, or is she like a dramatist? Um, she yeah, she did like gender studies in college. So when she studied hysteria, she read all of these texts. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. it's it's okay. So. Gotcha. So the, the she studied line it there, through a theatrical lens. It's less through a theatrical lens and more through a a a a, um, a, a feminism lens, is what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. What about her relationship with Mario at this point, are they married? Are they fucking? Does she like it? Like, how they're does she dating, feel about Mario? They're dating. They're dating. Things are going pretty well. Well enough that she wants to save them. I mean, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need a little. The, the, the relationship is missing a spark is what you made it sound like like they haven't yeah. been having sex and like yeah it's 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 going but there's you know it could be better right so she's on a plane and on the plane peach strikes the conversation with another passenger he's a world war ii vet she tells him about her relationship with mario he tells her about the war they learn a lot about each other and he never appears again she gets to vibe island she and Perry battle through the first of the eight worlds. There's Ladita Plains, Who's World, Shriek Mansion, Chooses Joy, which this is just a description of how the game works, but it's important. So I have to say, she uses Joy, which lets her float high to high places, Rage, which allows her to catch fire and light up places around her, Gloom, which makes her cry and run faster, and Calm, which restores HP. And she does this to, to sucker by the Jonas Brothers. Um, <laughs> I'm a sucker for you. Okay, question. Because you said she's on her period at this point. Does her period help her? Wait, I never part? said that. <laughs> you said she's got a heavy flow. You said you I just said, said she was packing tampons. I didn't say she was on it yet. Okay, but you said she's preparing. Like you think she's gonna get her period while yeah. she's on the island. Well, she yeah, doesn't know how long she's gonna be. She doesn't know how long she's gonna be rescuing Mario for. She's just prepping. Like she's just she's just. That's prepared. a good point. I take well, back my question. No wait, I want to hear what the question was though. I didn't know if the powers came out of her having her period. I was gonna ask that this question, question too. Oh my god. Okay, so in in my there's a plot subplot where I don't that I don't talk about where her powers actually get more powerful in the they're the most powerful one week before she actually begins to bleed. And not a lot of people know that. But about one week before the actual bleeding happens, like that's when her powers get the most powerful and then they're still powerful throughout the the actual bleeding time. I should be uh, paid for all this educating I'm doing. No notes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's on Smash, the sex ed episode. <laughs> He's on Smash, and teach you how to fuck. 
So she goes through the eight worlds, or she goes through some of the worlds. She's on Vibe Island. She's she's she's, she's vibing. What you might say, vibing. Yeah, she's vibing. But while 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 she's vibing, the psychopharmacologist is watching all this go down on on her Twitter, where she's documenting all of this. And one of the only differences between our world and and this one is that people utilize Twitter stories more. Um, and he fleets. He, fleets she's yeah. a fleeter yeah she's fleeting everything i don't believe it at all this is the most unbelievable thing i've heard so far no that's that's the difference and people watch the fleets yeah how many followers does princess peach have on twitter Twenty-four thousand. whoa oh my god that's honestly that's a low number for the leader of such a process she's on she's on alt twitter that's Who cool. is psycho? I I know I know Ben Stiller plays psychopharmacologist, pharma, but is is that like his name? Like he is like they call him like the psychopharmacologist, or is that just his profession? People, he kind of is so underappreciated that people don't really refer to him. Actually, he kind of just like people are like, oh, that psychopharmacologist, and he's like, could use my name. What if Pete, his name is Craig? Oh, Uh-oh. all right. So for people who don't know, Simon's pitch is that Craig is a person who looks exactly like Mario, who has posed as a doctor in the army and now goes by Dr. Mario. So you're saying that Dr. Mario has now become a pharmacologist? Could be, could be. I'm just saying. Could be, could be. It's a possibility. Well, we can decide later, but yeah, I kind of like that pitch. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. So meanwhile, Mario and Luigi are at Bowser's secret mansion, tied up and alone. Mario, AKA Logan Lerman's incredible blue eyes flicker in the torchlights. Luigi, played by Jeff Franco, has a monologue about how sometimes the people we love do bad things. It seems really out of place and like Jeff is referencing his real life brothers, Dave and James, who have come under scrutiny. Mario nearly gets free when Bowser enters and laughs an evil laugh. He says that because Peach is a woman, she will never save them. Mario retaliates and says that women can do anything men can do and Luigi goes, and in high heels. Silence, Bowser says. Bowser says he will kill them in three days and waterboard them. (laughs) After they die? Um, before and after. Damn, that's fucked up. I know. He just loves waterboarding. It's like Bush. That's actually, that's, there are a lot of references to George Bush, like a lot of parallels drawn between George Bush and Bowser in this movie. All right. Five Island. Five Island. That is, that is to the Mushroom Kingdom what Iraq Guantanamo. Oh, I was going to say Guantanamo Bay. But yeah, look. A lot of lot of human rights abuses done by the George W. Bush administration. So we we had a we have a good amount to to pull from there. Okay, I like that this is about something. Peach and Perry the parasol wind down for a night around the campfire with Perry keeping watch. This is where the hysterical literature audio happens, but we keep a wide view of just the the surroundings. It's five minutes and thirty eight seconds, and she reads Sleeping Beauty by A. N. Rochelaire. Peach wakes up, and they trade stories from their pasts. Suddenly, the psychopharmacologist appears out of the brush and tries to diagnose Princess Peach with bipolar, but they fight him off and escape, flying away on a Charizard. On a Charizard? Yeah, oh on a Charizard. <laughs> we got some crossover here. Okay. Uh-oh. Did they catch, did they catch the Charizard, or, or is he just, like, out and or about is there on just Vibe a, Island? Yeah, or is there, like, a population of Charizards on Vibe Island? But, so, when... One accidentally got lost when it was flying and, and ended up there. And Peach went up to it and was like, hey, and they kind of befriended each other. And then and then it just let Peach ride on its back. Is that nice? Wow. So that is Peach, so nice. So Peach is a Pokemon trainer that doesn't actually imprison the Pokemon in balls. They make them, she makes them make their own decisions. Can I ask you about Vibe Island? So in Vibe Island, what... Yeah. Why is it called Vibe Island? How did it become Vibe Island? And if there are Charizards on here, is it just like, is it all about the vibes? Are there other like 
Nintendo characters on Vibe Island. Just like, uh, give me, give me the, give me the vibe of Vibe Island. Island. The vibe of Vibe Island is that it's ultimately a place where a lot of evil people hang out. It's kind of good vibes within bad vibes because, like, you can you can walk maybe I don't know two feet before you meet a villain, before you meet a Koopa. That's how I mean. That's how real life is too. Like. Not all, there's, there's no such thing as vibes that are all good. And there's no such thing as vibes that are all bad. Vibes are like people that are, they're a mixture of good and bad. I think we're going to find out that there's like some species of animal that can like have a, has like a seventh sense and what they can see is vibes. Yes. Are you talking about like in real life? You think that they're animals? Uh, Yeah, man. I think ant eaters, I think ant eaters can see vibes and we can't. Well, I think they just have really good, I think they just have really good senses of smell. And yeah, like, but that's like, not vibes. I think it might be vibes. Humans have such a weak sense of smell compared to other animals. Like, what if vibes? Like, I think vibes it's just might smell. Be smell. People that smell is- more than I actually smell because I feel like I already smell so much. I smell. I have. I have a terrible sense of smell, but like in the scope of the animal kingdom, like our sense of smell is like worse than most other animals. Oh my god! It's our weakest. imagine a fart as like another animal. That's crazy. It's the that's why dogs bark. Senses. That's why that's dogs why bark. Dogs they, they're smelling bark. farts all the time. Right. That's your like first book of poetry. We can't, we can't, we're incapable of tracking stuff first. with our with this with our sense of smell. And they might be actually, tracking vibes. Dogs dogs be tracking vibes. Actually, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm jumping at the bit to tell this story that um. When I was in second grade, there was a girl who, who was standing with me on a field and she was like, can I show you something? And I was like, yeah. And she walked like two feet, dug her finger into the ground and pulled out a, a quarter from the ground. And she was like, I can smell these. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I can smell where they are. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what and then never forgotten it where is she at now i don't know that's correct the old girls school after that i i have to i'll record this part of the podcast and i'll send it to my friend ashley and maybe she can get me in contact with her that is the wildest thing i've ever heard all okay. right we've we've sort of established the vibes of vibe island you, we got We've got good and bad, bad. We've got good and bad vibes alike. Yes, yin and yang. So Peach is on the back of a Charizard, riding away. At Bowser's castle, Mario undoes the knots of his rope and begins to untie Luigi. They talk about how proud they are to be Italian and how offensive it is when people make jokes about spaghetti. They're able to sneak past the Koopa guard because he's too busy watching the Family Guy Star Wars special. It's a trap. Ben Stiller is back at the drawing board. Should he diagnose with bipolar one or bipolar two? Are the episodes cyclical or not? Is it triggered or worsened by substance abuse? Does it coincide with the menstrual cycle? Should he go as far as to prescribe lithium or risperidone? But if he prescribes risperidone, then he also has to prescribe clonopin, and that's a controlled substance. We don't want to go down the road if we don't have to. He's in pursuit of Peach. Peach is crying like a machine gun, killing enemies with her tears, waterboarding, the Goombas with her crying. And also in this universe, it's different because um, not only are, are fleets a thing, um, but waterboarding is still torture, but not considered a work crime. Oh, okay. Question about Peach crying. When she cries, yeah. what does she think about? Oh, uh, definitely. If it's not one of her parents dying, it's breakup with Mario. She has like an array of things that she thinks about, but she, much like a Meisner actor, she actually puts like thinks about herself in a uh, in a certain situation and then just like get goes into it. So wait, Mario's undoing Luigi's robe. Robe? Are they in robes? No, it's a robe. Oh, robe! <laughs> I also I also heard robe. I just thought. You know, and that's fine. I thought Mario was like taking Luigi's (laughs) robe off in like this central moment where they were talking about like their Italian American heritage. And I was like, what's about to go down here? Okay, Luigi and Mario climb through the air vents and realize they are right over Bowser's master bedroom. This must be 
Oh, where the final boss battles uh, happen, Luigi says. Bowser? <laughs> Sorry, was that really offensive? No, <laughs> we, we, we did something really offensive like two two episodes ago where we did a marriage story with Mario and Luigi, so. Oh, it's oh, only I listened to that. Italians. I like that a lot. Bowser's watching Deadliest Catch and jerking it in his left hand. Get this? He's right-handed. They continue. Oh. What a freak. Damn, he's pretending it's someone else's hand. Peach remembers that she was supposed to start taking medication for her ADHD. She got diagnosed as an adult after having a lot of trouble completing simple tasks. And she pops a Focalin, but the Focalin makes her motions dulled and her powers disappear. They're stuck on the eighth island, Giddy Sky. Suddenly, Ben Stiller appears, Dark Knight of the Soul. So what you're saying... Are you saying that this is an anti-medication movie? Because <laughs> that's what uh, it's sounding like. No, this is pro-medication. Anti-focalin. Yeah, it's not the fact that she's medicated. Medicated. It sounds like that she's um, poorly medicated. That she's mismedicated. Yes. She's just not medicated with the right stuff. Not the right stuff. The, o- the only medication that this that this movie doesn't like is focalin because it would make my hands really sweaty. <laughs> Any any medication that that we've had bad experiences on, this movie is against. Exactly. Accutane. This movie hates Accutane. This movie hates Welbutrin. Makes you chubby. Uh, <laughs> I, so I'm trying to figure out what uh, Ben Stiller's mo here is. He like is he is he the one who's poorly prescribing her, or is he trying to help her out? Is um, he a villain or is he a hero? Right now, he's a villain because right now he's just doing it because Nami told him to. Gotcha. Mm. I'm okay. excited to see Ben Stiller in like a crazy villain role because I, th- I think that's when he does his best stuff. Like I think of Dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah, he could be really good in this role now that I'm thinking about Dodgeball. And I just, I, I like it when he goes big. I don't like it when he does like the Walter Mitty, like, hey, I'm Ben Stiller standing thing. I, I like when he, when he does a character thing with it. Yeah, Mystery Men. He's great in Mystery Men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my Alexa's going off again. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. How specific do you, what specific instructions do you give your Alexa? Um, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but your Alexa sounds a little emotionally abusive. No, no, it's just a light suggestion. Get into bed. It's suggestions, but it doesn't sound like a suggestion. It sounds like they set your boundaries for you. I, I would talk to my Alexa. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll have that conversation. All right. Okay. Right. Luigi jokes about the quarantine weight that Mario gained. And just as he does, the vent shakes and they fall through into the Koopa bathroom. They charge on them and capture them and someone pees on Luigi a little bit by mistake. Peach and Perry the Parasol are stuck in a bag being carried by a stork hired by Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, who's riding the stork, yells, You guys comfortable in there? Just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> uh, what a dick. Dang. Peach realizes she has her cell phone. Not knowing who else to turn to, she calls her mother Prune. Elizabeth Moss picks up and goes, honey, are you okay? It's three in the morning. And Peach is like, no, actually, I think I'm about to be diagnosed with bipolar. And Elizabeth Moss says, that'd be okay, actually. Your aunt on your father's side had bipolar too, and it's hereditary. And Peach is like, that's the good kind of bipolar, right? And she was like, I actually really don't know how to answer that. Um, (laughs) They get to Ben Stiller's therapy lab. And this is where Peach and Ben Stiller seeing my my psychopharmacologist and I from next to normal. Peach offers him a deal. While she won't be diagnosed with bipolar without reasonable evidence, she would be willing to see him periodically over the course of a few months as well as if you lead towards a good kind of bipolar. And he said there actually wasn't really a good kind of bipolar, but agreed. They kiss on the cheek in a friendly way. Ben agrees to drive them to Bowser's castle in his smart car. Has Peach always thought she was bipolar? How, like, have there been moments in her childhood or just like adolescence where she's, she, 
don't know. She, she's made things worse than better. Well, right now she is showing very um, uh, concerning symptoms of bipolar, which is one of the, which is why it's so easy for the psychopharmacologist to, to try to diagnose her with bipolar because she has so many emotions. Right. Again, this is the first movie where I feel like it's about something bigger. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of topics that Aaron has a lot to say about, and this movie's hitting all of them. So we're 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 kind of out of the dark night of the soul. We're headed. She's like ready to tackle the third act now. Yeah, which is pretty short. So they have the final battle, and Pete remembers what the World War II veteran said to her on the plane. The younger generation has a hard time appreciating the rigors of war because we have an all-volunteer military. She dukes it out with Bowser, using all four of her emotions at once to create a hysteria beam and kills 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 Bowser where he stands. Wait a, wait, wait a second. That's the line that rings in her ears. Can you say that line word for word for me again? <laughs> that's, the, that's the line that ring like, like we're going to have to reverb throughout the whole scene. Can you say it again? <laughs> the younger generation has a hard time appreciating the rigors of war because we have an all-volunteer military. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that when this is all said and done, the message <laughs> that Princess Peach is going to walk away with is she's going to go back to governing the Mushroom Kingdom and that she's going to instate a mandatory military service for all the Yes! T- That's oh exactly my, what oh I'm saying. Oh my god. God. <laughs> She kills Bowser in cold blood. Yeah, he's she dead. Kills him. He's dead. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's brutal. I mean, you see her like kill Christopher Plummer, and you're like, yeah, but he's already dead. My god! Oh my god! <laughs> this this poses actually an interesting opportunity for us continuity-wise, Pete, because we can we can we can always bring Bowser back as Dry Bowser, where it's just the skeleton version of Bowser. Right, but Bowser's always had a history of coming back, you know? He's always come back as Giga Bowser from the lava. Dry Bowser is from the lava. Like, yeah. It's never been an issue of how to bring Bowser back to life. I think it's very simple on how to bring Bowser back to life. But I l- admire the choice to kill Bowser as Aaron has done. Thank you. So are Mario and Luigi witnessing this? This or are yeah, they, they're like, they're whoa. <laughs> it is funny how Mario, Mario's defeated Bowser countless times at this point, but has never murdered him. Never has never put him. an end to him. Because in a way, Bowser is, is Mario's joker, where without I Bowser, Mario's nothing. Right. But Princess Peach, without Bowser, Princess Peach has her life again. No, Princess Peach without without Bowser, Princess Peach has like is is the sole leader of her country without a, a, an actively armed insurrection against her government. It, this is all power. This is all about power for her. So 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 Peach has killed Bowser. Okay. After yeah. having a realization about her country's military system, I guess. Uh, then then what what's our what's our denouement here? Um, she reunites with Mario and kisses him on the lips for a long time. Is there, is there feeling behind this kiss? Yeah. Mario taken off guard by it? Or is he like, is, does this make sense? Like, is Mario still rattled from Bowser having just been killed before his eyes? Or is he kind of just like, is, is the idea of Peach being like into him? So like, does that just like take that out of his mind? I think at first he's really um, nervous about how big she opens her mouth to kiss because <laughs> <laughs> she opens it like really big. Um, but I think for a moment he's like, oh my God, you're a monster. But then he's like, but you're also sexy. You're, you're my monster. But you're my monster. <laughs> Aww. That's love. That's kind of cute. So is there anything about Peach's journey? So Peach kind of had a, a rocky relationship with Mario, to say the least, at the beginning. Yeah. Is there anything about Peach's journey that sort of reignites her attraction to Mario? Or does she just sort of say, fuck it? Like, Oh, that she, you know, it's like a whole transformation. 
<laughs> she's right, it was like... less it was less about her attraction to mario and more like her discovery of self and like she got she she claimed her own agency and so it's less yeah. about mario it's more like she's she's liberated in every sense by this journey including sexually now that she is diagnosed with bipolar disorder what is the right medication for her and does she find it in this film uh yes it's a combination of zoloft and abilify mm. listen kids princess peach just like you all right you can help yourself help yourself help yourself All right, Aaron, is, is that is that the end of the story then, or is, do you oh, have more? They go home. Okay. <laughs> the end. What what would you say Peach's arc is, if you can describe it for me, Aaron? Peach, at first, is like, can I do this? Like, can I can I take center stage? I don't know. But then she's like, with the power of my emotions. I can, you know, overcome. There's something so fitting about the police siren being in the background of that entire thing. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it in. It adds so much. Would you say that Peach's emotions <laughs> were shamed before this story? Or it's just yes. more- Yes, yes, they were. By who? Oh, uh, her mother prune. Shame on her. Shame on Elizabeth Moss. Shame on Elizabeth Moss. For like a couple of reasons, but she's yeah. a Scientologist. Sci- I was going to say Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Plus, she's fucking the director. Plus, right. she's That's fucking true. the director. So let's do continuity approaching. Yeah. And as usual, the Mario timeline is our most complicated one so far. Um, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. Only for it hurts com- my head. It's been so complicated last week by Nathaniel's Donkey Kong, but we're still awaiting a public Twitter poll that will decide how we explain that. So we're not going to tackle that right now. This is Simon talking to you from the future, which if you're listening to this is now the past. But just an update, we did conduct a poll on Twitter to determine the fate of Nathaniel's Donkey Kong movie in our canon. And it was decided that the Mind of Kong theory was the favorite, which means that Nathaniel's movie takes place within the mind of Donkey Kong. It is not actually reality, but is the version of Donkey Kong that he imagines himself to be. So it has fewer implications for our continuity, but massive implications for Donkey Kong as a character. Just wanted to update you all on where the canon currently stands and how it affects Eren's Super Princess Peach. I will say that Mario seems to take on whatever characterization fits the writer's vision, which might be a mistake because Mario seems to be a man of a thousand faces. Right. We Mario Mario's character so far differs drastically from He is an uh, evil mayor of New York. He is the noble but disgraced boxer of the nineteen eighties. Mm-hmm. And now he's a loyal, woke, feminist, sex positive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe that just is maybe that is just an allusion to human nature where you can be many things at once and you shouldn't put yourself in a box because you're constantly changing. We can't we can't put labels on Mario. No. Who would? Who would? Right. He becomes a Tanuki. He becomes a boomerang Mario, cloud Mario, B Mario. We can be multiple things, and I think we forget that because of American cinema. Good take, Pete. Good take. Thank you. Um, but timeline wise, this is this is a COVID movie. Yes. Um yeah. So this takes place roughly present day, maybe a couple months ago. So we're we're well after Mario's first adventure in the Mushroom Kingdom in, in 2009. We're about 10 years later. So, which is good because in, in uh, that movie, which is Michael's Super Mario Bros, he doesn't have an established relationship with Pete at, yet at that point. In fact, it's kind of implied that Pete kind of has an on and off thing with Bowser at that point. Yes, they have a sitcom-like relationship. Right. So it's good that I think 
it's good that 10 years have passed since then and that we and that in that time we'll be able to explore you know like how their relationship came to be that they've, they've given it time they've given it time yeah and that's maybe why their relationship is on such good ground you know they didn't rush anything yes what does peach like about mario what is her attraction to him i would say he's got a little bit of a dad bod she likes that um she likes how he sings he sings just to himself what does he no, sing just to himself he sings, but what does he, he sing sings. to himself he sings like black bird fly black bird fly in the dead of night wow wow Never had live Welcome. music on this show before. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. That is powerful. That is powerful. That uh, yeah. To know what Mario sings. I can sing more if you want me to. <laughs> and then we've also got Pokemon showing up here, which will right. give Peach. Will, Peach will then have I think the fact that Peach has befriended a Charizard will give her some room to play with her relationships with uh, some of the characters from the Pokemon series who are going to pop up in Smash Brothers. And Simon, fact, do you think it's the same Charizard as John I was, Barr's pitch? I was just going to pitch pitch that. Um, oh, oh, sorry to, sorry to. No, no, I was, I was going to ask you, you that. I was going to ask you that. I think, I think it might be that same, because at the end of John Barr's pitch, the Charizard that has been hanging out, or no, it was, it's at some point, the, the, the Charizard, that's been hanging out with red yes in john's pitch goes off and does his own thing he's kind of yes he is a wild card charizard a little bit i think i think he does yeah i think he does so i think you know this can be that story and you know and i think we talked about this during the pokemon episode perhaps that is the same charizard that has a solo uh spot on the roster in super smash brothers 4 yeah I think that makes sense. I I think we have a solo Charizard movie in our midst. Mm. Of what of what he was doing in between in between his reuniting with Red, or or after that, you know, or after to... that, yeah. I, I'm thinking like a like an Oppa's Lost Days or like a Logan type of deal. Charizard you know? alone. Charizard, yeah. Chop. Charizard lost days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, did, what I am wondering is, uh, with, with Peach's uh, unnatural proclivity for making friends with these beasts, are there other beasts she can make friends with, such as Donkey Kong? Or um, I think she and Donkey Kong definitely get or along. Ridley. I feel, like, I feel like Donkey Kong. I mean, certainly. I mean, this is going to depend on what happens continuity-wise with Nathaniel's Donkey Kong, but certainly the Donkey Kong in Nathaniel's pitch is a ladies' man. Of course, yeah, mm. he fucks. He fucks multiple times in that pitch. He has a couple sex scenes that are really graphic. Um, really graphic. Peach Only sex scene we've had so far. Right. Peach isn't in that movie, but, you know, Donkey Kong's a pretty smooth guy. Don, Don's pretty smooth. You know, there's also, I mean, she does have a way with beats because because Bowser too, it's like Bowser, Charizard. So yeah, maybe Donkey Kong, maybe King K. Rule, Ridley. Ridley, yeah. Yeah, no, Peach has a, has a soft spot in her heart for, for these, you know, for Goliath. these beasts. Do you think beasts. that's Stockholm Syndrome in some way? Wait, my, my script does have a sex scene. It does? Yeah. Aaron! Aaron! No, do you remember? Do you remember that um, Margaret Cho does her hysterical literature video? I guess I didn't count that, but if you want it to be a sex scene, we can make it a sex scene. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a, a woman going solo. All right, we have a sexy soliloquy on our hands. A sexy soliloquy. That's what that's what you're gonna call it. All right, that's what we're sticking with. Hey, okay. Thank you for thank you for accepting my truth. Okay. Simon is <laughs> nodding harder than I've ever seen anyone nod. Simon's a nodder. That's why I love Simon. He's a great co-host because even if you're saying something that's like yeah. stupid that you're gonna cut, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm it's a very good quality to have. Don't get me wrong. I'm big on yes anding. 
I, and that's incredible. <laughs> um, Pete, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I do about the Bowser dying part. I think we should talk about that. Yeah. Aaron, how does she kill Bowser? Like in what way is she like? Okay, so <laughs> the people at home can't see me right now, but I just did a, a kind of a Naruto hand gesture. She Hadoukens him? Yeah. Oh my God. Exactly. The fighter spirit is in Peach. And Peach, where does Akuma, Akuma comes out of Peach? And is that the mixture exactly. of her, like her four emotions? Like, what emotion is she feeling when she kills Bowser? Is That's it like when a, she feels all of the emotions, all of them at once. Yeah. So what I what I want to ask Aaron, and this yeah. might be too much work, but <laughs> what do you think of? What does Peach think of with each of the emotions of the four? What does she think of? Okay, so anger, it's like, what if my boyfriend cheated on me? Okay. Something like that. Something like somebody did something to you that you don't even feel sorry for them for. You know? Okay. Calm. She thinks of a happy place, which is a massage parlor. Okay. Okay. Sadness, parent dying, dog dying, breakup. She listens to the... Taylor Swift song about cancer. And what's the last one? Joy. Joy. Oh, uh, she thinks of the, the happiest day of her life, which was when her younger sister was born. She's got a younger sister? She's got a, yeah, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. Who's the younger sister? Matilda. 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 Yeah. Original character that seems to have been made up on the spot. <laughs> No presence in the that. movie. No presence in the that. movie. You don't know that for sure. I could have that. That could be deep lore. How about we pitch that to be Daisy? Oh yeah, Daisy. We pitch that to her meeting Daisy for the first time when they're friends. Oh, yeah. so you're saying like Daisy's not Peach's sister? You're just saying that her happiest moment is meeting Daisy. I mean, how many times? I feel like she doesn't have a lot of time in her life to make female friends. And no, Dixie true. might be her <laughs> only female friend. She's got Rosalina. Rosalina's from fucking space. She has her own set of problems. But they're friends now. They're friends, but like they're like adult friends. Like Rosalina Daisy's, gets Daisy's, invited to all the carts. The should, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But so is like, so is like your aunt. I don't know. I think that Peach and Daisy got to discover their bodies together growing up in a way that Rosalina only got to join in the fun later. That so makes I think it sound like they're like, they like, I think, no, not grow, not having sex. You just discovered their bodies or, together. How else are we supposed to interpret that? I just meant that they have conversations about what they're experiencing as they're growing up. I don't think there's anything wrong about that. That's fair Hell enough. yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. I was dude, mad respect. <laughs> mad respect bro Aaron thank you so much for coming on the show today it was an absolute blast it's amazing um, to see you having you on and, and uh, hearing your perspective on Peach yeah thank you so much thank you guys this has been epic Hey, thank you so much for listening. As always, none of this would be possible without some awesome remixes by some very underappreciated, very talented musicians. Here are the credits so you can listen to them without us talking over it. The Super Mario 64 guitar cover of Peach's Castle comes from Sam Griffin Guitar. Happy Dragon Knight did the Super Paper Mario flip side reorchestrated. Jukebox 98 did the Super Princess Peach to the Boss 1 remix. J Music Ensemble did the Mario 2 Overworld theme live jazz cover. The Super Mario 3D World Double Cherry Pass on piano comes from Aquare. The Mario Kart Super Circuit Peach Circuit piano solo comes from Andrew Mulhern. Insane in the Rain Music did the Mario Kart Wii Coconut Mall jazz arrangement. Neo did the Claro Bags 8-bit cover. The Super Princess Peach Giddy Sky comes from Good Night Productions. The team players did the Super Mario 3D World Sunshine Seaside Acoustic cover. 
Hey Listen did the Royal Raceway Mario Kart cover. Gold in Sounds did the Super Mario Odyssey Break Free or Lead the Way rock cover. And the Super Mario 64 slider theme comes from Family Jewels featuring Insane in the Rain music. And as always, the sound effects come from the Super Mario series, the Super Princess Peach series, the Super Smash Brothers series, freesound.org, and soundsnap.com. As usual, you can find us on Twitter at Pod or at Facebook at Pod, And you can find us at our personal Twitters at Simon Lewis Ong and at P. Simmons Hayes. Thank you so much for listening this week and catch us back here again in two weeks with another installment of the Super Smash Brothers Cinematic Universe. See you later.